Good morning, early birds. You have the worm on the line, a podcast from Yellowstone Public Radio News in cooperation with our colleagues at Montana Public Radio. I'm your host, Orlinda Worthington. Today is Friday, February 16th. Ahead today on the worm, Northwestern Energy looks at climate change and energy production. And we talk with two Montana chefs up for an Academy Award of the food world. Less than a week after he officially announced his run, Montana Republican Congressman Matt Rosendale has ended his bid for the U.S. Senate. Montana Public Radio's Shaley Rager reports. First reported by Politico, Rosendale announced the decision Thursday, citing former President Donald Trump's endorsement of his GOP primary opponent, Tim Sheehy. Sheehy, a Bozeman businessman and veteran, is also backed by Montana U.S. Senator Steve Daines, who's spearheading efforts to flip the U.S. Senate. Rosendale said in a statement he lacks resources and that the hill was just too steep to climb. The seat in question is held by incumbent Democrat U.S. Senator John Tester. Montana Democratic Party Chair Sheila Hogan said in a statement that Rosendale was right to challenge Sheehy, saying he's wrong for the job. The party remains confident Tester will prevail. Sheehy wrote in a post on social media that Montana is grateful for Rosendale's service and that in working together, they can defeat Tester. Whoever wins the seat could determine control of the Senate. Rosendale has been hinting at a run for the seat for months, despite mounting pressure from Republican leaders asking him to stay out of the race. The filing deadline for all political offices in Montana is March 11th. Rosendale did not say whether he'll run for re-election in the U.S. House. In Helena, I'm Shaley Riker. Bozeman city manager has offered to resign, but only if it comes with a significant buyout. More than 100 public comments flooded into the city asking for city manager Jeff Mihalik's resignation after a leaked video showed him bad-mouthing Bozeman, its residents, and city leaders. On Monday, city commissioners formally requested Mihalik's resignation. He told city leaders he would resign, but only if he is given 12-month salary and a contribution to his retirement fund, a severance package agreed upon his hiring. City commissioners said they do not want to accept his deal and will look into other options, including an ethics complaint and an investigation. Cascade County commissioners chose a new election administrator Thursday. Montana Public Radio's Austin Amistoy reports. Commissioners unanimously selected former Great Falls Association of Realtors CEO Terry Thompson to manage Cascade County's elections. Thompson served terms on a neighborhood council in Great Falls and ran unsuccessfully for city council in 2020. Other candidates for the job included a former Democratic clerk and recorder and their deputy administrator. Thompson was the only candidate with no experience working in an elections office. She pitched herself to commissioners during her interview as a problem solver and quick learner. Commissioner Ray Grokowski said she was pleased with the panel's decision, which came after months of tumultuous public meetings focused on stabilizing the county's elections office. I'm excited for our future. I'd like to have things calm down and and get to work on a very heavy election year. Public commenters were largely supportive of the commissioner's choice. Thompson will fill the nonpartisan administrator role previously held by current Republican clerk and recorder Sandra Merchant. Commissioners removed election management duties from Merchant's office in December following a series of elections that drew allegations of mistakes and misconduct. The next election on Cascade County's calendar is a school election in May. In Missoula, I'm Austin Amistoy. Northwestern Energy in its annual report says climate change and its impacts on law, the economy, and environment 
pose an ongoing and growing risk to its operations. Yellowstone Public Radio's Kayla DeRoche reports. Northwestern Energy on Thursday filed an annual report with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission where it details the butterfly effects of climate change. The utility says an increased likelihood of extreme weather events and wildfire could lead to a number of added operational costs by driving up energy prices, threatening infrastructure, and triggering new environmental restrictions. More and more utilities are releasing wildfire mitigation plans and protocols following a series of catastrophic fires in the U.S. West. Pacific Gas and Electric Company declared bankruptcy after their equipment sparked a series of fires in California, including ones in 2017 and 2018 that caused dozens of fatalities and thousands of property losses. Among other fires since, a tree that fell into PG&E equipment in 2021 sparked a blaze in California that spread through dry terrain and claimed over 1,000 homes and buildings. In Billings, I'm Kayla Drosch. The owner of a Montana ski area that has closed for the remainder of the season says it was a heartbreaking but necessary decision. Just not enough snow. Montana Public Radio's Edward O'Brien reports. Shoto's Charles Lavac looks out his window Thursday morning and sees something that's a rarity in north-central Montana this El Nino winter. Yeah, currently we actually do have some snow in town and there's a little bit of snow up at the mountain as well. But it's far too little too late for Teton Pass Ski Resort this season. The one chairlift ski hill about 35 miles outside Shoto closed for the season last week after only four days of operations. Lavox says he was out of options. The area has the lowest moisture in over five decades of recorded data. In an open letter posted on the ski area's website last week, he said all season pass holders and pre-purchased lift ticket vouchers will be honored next season, no questions asked. He says people in this region understand the challenge and support one another. It's us this season, but going into spring and summer, it's going to be the farmers and ranchers and other people that run these businesses too. You kind of appreciate the challenge that everyone has and you support them when you can. Lavac encourages Montana skiers to get out and support the state's remaining operating ski hills whenever possible this winter. Reporting from Missoula, I'm Edward O'Brien. For the 2024 James Beard Foundation Restaurant and Chef Awards, nine from Montana made the list. Stella Fong, host of Flavors Under the Big Sky, talks to two semifinalists from the Best Chef Mountain category. Chefs Nick Steen Gullings of Walkers and Billings and Lee Johnson of Montasia were two of the semifinalists for Best Chef Mountain. Walkers first opened in the old chamber building in 1993 to move into its current location 10 years later. Since Chef Gullings joined the team in 2017, he has now received two nods from the James Beard Foundation. So how did it begin for the chef that serves up cuisine that he touts as adventurous, regionally farmed food with a hang that won't be soon forgotten? I started Walkers as the chef and general manager, and I came in originally with the idea of being a partner with Bill Honaker when he was here, and the idea was always to get him the opportunity to retire, and for more or less, he was able to retire in my time, and then COVID hit, and he had to come back in a little bit. Gullings started making changes to Walkers when he stepped into the restaurant in 2017. We remodeled the restaurant. We put a ton of money into it to modernize it. And we see ourselves as like the urban dining center for Montana. And we really see ourselves as the, the people pushing the envelope every day. 
Pushing the envelope is what Chef Gullings does best, always surprising the diner. And we did a dish with octopus and smoked potatoes, popcorn, and corn puree. The menu changes seasonally at Walker's. Gullings is always thinking, always creating. How do I make some really cool like Polynesian Montanan food? And we came back and it's hoisin glaze and it's Montana pork ribs and they're braised and tamarind and garlic and ginger. And then they fall off the bone, but they've got this sauce on them that just glazes and they're sticky. They're unbelievable. Unbelievable is still the sentiment for Gullings after receiving news of his nomination. This is something that I'm proud of. This is the second time, and the first time, you know, was overshadowed by what felt like the end of the world at a point. But this is for Billings. This is for Montana. This is putting us relevant. I set out when I moved to Billings eight years ago to put Billings on the food map. On the food map in Fishtail is Montasia, owned by Yoki and Lee Johnson. He's Montana, and she's Malaysia. He's in the kitchen, and she's all over the house. The Johnsons bought the old cowboy bar a year ago, transforming it from an old steakhouse and water hole to a family restaurant serving food inspired from Montana and Malaysia. So how did Johnson find out about his nomination? My wife started screaming upstairs, and I thought something was wrong. I thought she needed to grab something off a shelf or something. And so I was just wrapping up downstairs, and I started to walk towards the bedroom. And then she came around the corner, and she kept screaming, Lokong, 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 Lokong. means husband, husband, husband. She's shouting for me. She was all excited. The Johnsons move from a small kiosk in Cook City last year to this much larger space has brought some challenges. There's no doubt that opening it was a huge risk. And opening Malaysian Montana Fusion Restaurant in Fishtail, Montana, it's a tremendous risk. So whose idea was it in the Johnson family to open Montasia? This is Yoki's dream. I mean, she made me do this. She manifested this restaurant. And sometimes I bought on board just out of her momentum. And what was that momentum? And I think her dream has always been to make people happy, to serve people, and to introduce people to Malaysian culture. Another unique feature of Montasia is yak meat sourced from Painted Casey Ranch. It's a great meat because it's so approachable and comparable to beef, taste-wise. It doesn't have any of the gaminess that you're going to see in, like, deer or elk. It's pretty similar to bison, with the exception that uh, it's a little bit richer and a little bit sweeter. So from the chef who runs a restaurant that serves noodles and curry alongside steak and burger. What are his feelings about being recognized by the James Beard Foundation? I'm really excited for Montana. What a great year for Montana. I think Montana had nine nominations this year. I believe that's the most they've ever had. We're just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Many congratulations to Lee Johnson and Nick Seen Gullings. This is Stella Fong for YP Radio News. That is the Worm for Friday. Yellowstone Public Radio is part of the Montana University System, which will be closed on Monday in observance of President's Day. So we will not have a worm for you on Monday, but we will be right back here for you on Tuesday. The Worm is a production of Yellowstone Public Radio. Theme music composed and recorded by Zach Jones at Rapscallion Recording. Metal art call captured by Jay McGowan for the Macaulay Library. More information about The Worm is available at ypradio.org.